across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Whitecliff Mabusela is a shop steward for trade union, for a trade union rather, that is the Municipal and Allied Trade Union of South Africa. And I came across his profile in the new frame and I thought his story was such a, a, a compelling one. We had to have him on air and just to hear about his own account when it comes to fighting corruption in trade unions. Whitecliff, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, ma'am. Thank you so much for coming onto the show and for being available. Perhaps just give us a little bit of your background and your history uh, within the union movement. Okay. Um, I'm coming a, a bit of a long way uh, mm. in the union movement. Mm. But uh, where I actually uh, learned more about the trade union is in Samu. I joined SAMU when I was still uh, at a very young age. Uh, I grew up in SAMU. I became a shop steward in SAMU in 1994. And then uh, I held different positions from local uh, to the branches up until I was a provincial chairperson mm. of SAMU. And uh, we've been involved in many campaigns uh, in the in the union at the time. Uh, amongst others, uh, uh, is the anti-privatization campaign, uh, which has actually yielded many very fruitful results. Yeah, so I was in Samo up until my expulsion in uh, 2012. Mm. And and what were you uh, expelled for? Uh, we actually realized that then uh, National Treasurer uh, actually uh, advised to us that uh, monies had been transferred uh, during... Uh, December, when the union was on shutdown, and uh, monies were uh, transferred from the reserves uh, of the SAMU account into the operating account, and then disbursed from there on uh, to different uh, accounts. Now, uh, it was about 136 million that was uh, transferred, mm. and normally. Uh, such big amounts must actually be authorized uh, by the Central Executive Committee. And obviously, there will be an application as to what are those monies uh, supposed to be used for and all that. But as okay, in the reserve, I mean, in the operating account, normally it's only monies that are there uh, to run the day to day running of the union. And in the reserves, it's uh, a money that is uh, kept there mm. uh, to sustain the union should a time of hardship come. Let's say, for instance, if it would happen that all SAMU members, at the time 150,000 members, let's say, are dismissed from work, and whilst we are still uh, fighting their cases and all that, 
at least the union will be in a position to sustain itself. Mm. So, you see, those monies were also built over a very long period of time, you know, to get to those reserves. So it was, uh, so the those transfers were not uh, authorized. And then we found that the nation of Isberas has actually uh, uh, transferred those monies. And then we opened a case uh, at the Johannesburg Central with a specialized crime, uh, Soge, and uh, one of their consultants were arrested and uh, some of them were arrested and then they were, they were out on bail. And then that's where our the whole issue of uh, suspension uh, before our expulsion was uh, then uh, started. Mm. Of course, in many ways, when we look at what happened uh, since the time that this issue came to the fore, um, the the accountability processes within SAMU have seemed very much to vindicate the, the position that people like yourself took in speaking out against this, this corruption. Oh, and, 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 you know, when we look at trade unions, because often they're at the forefront of raising issues of workers, raising abuses against workers. The conversation about unions very seldom looks into what is happening within unions themselves and perhaps the corruption that office bearers could well be involved with. Was it surprising to you to find out about what had happened in somewhere at the time? You see, uh, we took a resolution to fight corruption in municipalities, uh, to root out any forms of uh, corrupt activities and expose corruption. Uh, now, if we are fighting, you know, and uh, we've taken a stance, you know, at that level to say uh, we must fight against corruption at all levels. Now, if Corruption is happening within ourselves. When I, we cannot, I mean, how do we then uh, take the fight to the employers while it's in our own house, when there is chaos? Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, to us, that was not well. Because this thing actually started uh, long even before the transfers of these monies. They actually procured uh, photocopiers, uh, sexy machines and all these other equipment without following the proper procurement processes within the union. Mm. And I think we've got a finance committee which is called FinCom. Uh, such things must first go to FinCom and then quotations uh, must be sought, three or whatever, uh, in line with the union's financial policy. That was not followed. Then we had a central executive committee meeting wherein I think we debated for the whole night because we said let us call uh, for a forensic uh, audit mm. within the union but that forensic audit must also uh, audit even provinces of the union uh, because some of the provinces were not uh, submitting their uh, audited financial statements and all that stuff 
So, uh, and then also to audit uh, the national accounts of the union. But then that's where the, we, we started uh, moving apart because others were saying, no, rather than having a, uh, a forensic audit, let's have an internal committee that's going to investigate. So now our argument was that how do we appoint ourselves you know, mm-hmm. to investigate ourselves? Uh, will definitely not be objective. You know? So it's better if you get someone from outside, then they come and give us uh, the results. And then th- that report will then be tabled to the CEC, and then the CEC will then take a decision from there. One, so, of, the, yeah, yeah. One of the things that you talk about is how corruption in trade unions takes on different facets and you mentioned the anti-privatization campaign uh, as 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 an example of one of the things that you you have been very vocal about but that previously would have made you a target as well so i'm going to take a quick break when we come back i want you to expand on just some of the concessions that trade unionists make um, when it comes to issues that affect their workers or even issues that um, ideologically they may not agree with, but they end up uh, giving the green light to um, for whatever reason, really, and the extent to which uh, you view that as as corrupt behavior as well. We're in conversation with Wycliffe Mabusela. He's a shop steward and a worker at the Govanbeke Municipality for the Municipal and Allied Trade Union of South Africa. Also somebody, as you heard, who has paid the price really for taking a stand against corruption. At least this was in his previous union, uh, Samu. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point today. It's 20 after 11 o'clock. Wycliffe Mabusela is my guest. Wycliffe, talk to me about the, the different forms in which corruption takes place in trade unions. Yeah, maybe let me start off by saying, you mm. see, uh, our struggles, one of our main struggles in Samoa was actually to fight for the municipalization of uh, of, of municipal services. Where to, do, services uh, to, to fight for the reinstation re-inst- of what? The re-municipalization of services. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, where those services were previously uh, privatized mm. or given to private companies. Yeah, so the, uh, some of these things are coming from the 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 era of the apartheid government. And then uh, we started fighting uh, that those services be taken back uh, and they must actually remain in the public hands, you know, as the municipality is the preferred service service provider uh, for such services. Mm. Because immediately when you take out those services and give it to private hands, uh, the public does not have a word. You know, uh, if they have to lodge any complaints with regard to either terms or uh, if there is a collapse in those services, what 
uh, you see, what the public knows is that we've got a municipality, that's where we must go and complain. But now what will the municipality do if those services are no longer in the public hands, than mm. in public hands? Mm. So we've been fighting that battle. Now we've won some of the battles, like to remunicipalize those services. But now, you see, what becomes then a problem is that now the very same leadership who fought for the reinstallation of their services, if they, be, if they keep quiet or are part of any other deals, they want us to privatize the very same service mm. or some of the other services. Mm. Tenders came in. Wanna, that is how uh, some of the leaders find themselves uh, in the positions that they are wanna, where so, they compromise yeah. they compromise the workers interest over money so Whitecliff, are you are you finding that it is um th- these contracts that you're talking about are they being entered into through uh, businesses that are set up by the union leaders the, and that's how they get uh, perhaps benefit from these contracts or are you finding that there are perhaps maybe kickbacks that are being paid from those private entities to some of the leaders within within some within un, some unions I, I would imagine and and that's what then um, that's how the relationship is kept functioning yeah, obviously uh, it's kickbacks mm. because uh, yeah they don't really form unions. If they, I mean, they don't really form companies. If they do, they might be silent partners or whatever the case. Mm. But mm. they are getting kickbacks. Take for instance, how can a union privatize its own finances? How do you appoint a consultant to come and run your finances for you? You've been running this union from scratch without money. You've built up all these uh, reserves up to this point. At this point, now you decide, but you know, I'm no longer, I no longer have the capacity internally to run my own finances. Let me privatize my finances. Mm. Can be, can be correct, can be right. And then you find the very same uh, consultants that you've appointed, uh, but are also the ones who are who are charged with corruption. Now, that happens also at, all, at different levels, even at municipal level. That's why you can see other unions are very mum, because they are now in cahoots. They are now with, uh, with councillors, mayors, mm. Mm. Uh, contractors. They are getting kickbacks. Otherwise, if that was not the case, why would you be silent? Why are workers supposed to be suffering under those conditions, mm. and of but course, it, at the end of the day, it, it is workers that 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 pay the price for these um, corrupt relationships that 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 are at play. Exactly. Yes, uh, because you find the conditions. You see, uh, what we used to discuss to, to in order to make privatization difficult, we are saying, uh, let's say for argument's sake. Let's say even government would say we uh, want to privatize the Banamas. Because what we believe in, uh, privatization is not a solution. Now, before you can even jump to privatization, you must first 
produce a status score report so that you know what's going wrong, where, uh, how many personnel do you have, uh, vehicles and all that stuff. Then you undergo a feasibility study uh, to see whether will this be feasible or not. But you also include workers in that process. So they must be involved in part of that because that is where you are going to learn. That's where you are going to get your answers because they are the ones who are directly working with those things. Mm-hmm. They'll be in a better position to tell you what is wrong and how can you fix it. One. Now, uh, yes, it's arguable. Uh, uh, others are coming from school, fine. But uh, uh, you'll find that in most cases, they don't even know how to really run a plant. Why? Do, yeah. So sorry uh, to come in the white cliff. White cliff is is this is is this pattern of of corruption that you've identified? Would you say that that is unique to to your experience when you were in Samu, or do you think that it could well apply to other unions in the country? Yes, it could apply to other unions in the country because you see, at the time when we were fighting against privatization, other unions. We're happy with that. Up until they lose uh, their members. But I can talk about uh, the Chemical uh, Workers Union, for instance, mm. before it was Sipao. They had to use, uh, they used to have a majority union, I mean, membership in Sasso. But because that, that fight, they did not see that as their fight. Up until their membership, Shrinked, and now you've got so many contractors because all those workers were then privatized, were privatized. So uh, that's where, by the time, because I remember at the time, even Fosato was not really uh, for the fight against privatization. We had to go it alone as some back then. But now this thing. Uh, it's just happening daily now. Yeah, well, now it's, it's business as usual. Because it's like now, it's, if we are not involved, uh, either I'm, I'm not sure whether we are stupid or we are, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not uh, in line yeah, with, with, with other uh, people. You are living maybe your own life in your own planet. Mm-hmm. Because now, if you can see, and it's, it will be very difficult to fight against this because just imagine if everyone uh, is corrupt including members i mean who will say there's anything wrong no one will see this i mean it's it's, it's normal then to be corrupt but that's where it's going to get to but i'm saying there's still a chance to save unions uh, if workers just realize how much power they do have because it's their organizations, they are the owners of those unions. It's not the leadership, it's not the officials, but the power is in their hands. They can still turn around, you know, that, and um, run their sure. union, the unions corrupt free. Sure. Then we'll be in a better position than to fight even against any form of corruption. You see, sometimes the employers will say, hey, man, uh, we don't have capacity to do one to three. Or 
let's say, for instance, there's a new form of a plan that they want to run, or any new technology. Mm. Mr. 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 Mabusela, let me do this. Um, I'm going to just interrupt you there. Apologies. We're going to continue with the conversation after this. Uh, we've also received a, a call from Babiki Mohali, who's the National, Me- National Media Officer for SAMU, and he also wants to contribute to this conversation. But it's 11.30. Let's take the news headlines, and we'll continue after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on The Talking Point. And, of course, coming up at noon is the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. And you can expect plenty of updates in terms of some of the news that has been developing throughout the morning. That's from midday to noon. So let's continue our conversation with Wycliffe Mabusela. He's a worker at the Governor Mbeki Municipality and shop steward for the Municipal and Allied Trade Union of South Africa. And one of the things that uh, Wycliffe has really been doing is urging workers to be able to stand up for themselves within the unions uh, that they are members of um, so that their rights can be at the forefront of the work that the unions is doing. And he's raising, uh, you know, concerns about some union leaders being co-opted, as you heard, by private forces, whether it is through kickbacks that some may allegedly be receiving through contracts that um, uh, private contracts that are being entered into between various companies. And uh, he, of course, basing this on the experience that he had when he was at SAMU. So, Wycliffe, I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to, 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 to finish the point that you were raising. We've also received a call from Babiki Mohali, who is uh, the national media officer at SAMU, who feels that they, as SAMU, need to respond uh, because of some of the things that you're saying about your experiences within that union in, in particular. Okay. Uh, the point that I'm making is that uh, for instance, if uh, the employer is saying there is no capacity internally, mm. what we believe in is that uh, if you want to involve the private sector, uh, they must actually build capacity internally uh, within the municipality. Uh, they can play their social responsibility roles. Uh, they can, let's say, for instance, uh, the municipality is running low on finances. They can finance projects, yeah, so so that that thing can take uh, take off the ground. Mm. If, for instance, they build any new uh, project, they must build, operate, and transfer back to the municipality. So that thing must remain in the public hands. Mm. So that's the point uh, that we're making. All right. So those are some of the things where we're saying. The first thing that you put on the table, if a private company comes in and you put your conditions of employment as a mutual worker on the table and say, you employ these workers, or when you privatize, the very same workers whom that private company is going to employ must enjoy the very same conditions that we're enjoying as municipal workers. Because they will also be delivering a service equal to the service that we're mm, delivering. Mm, mm. Yes. L- let me bring into the conversation here, Babiki Mohale. Mr. Mohale, good morning to you. 
Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. Sure. I understand that you want to respond to some of the issues that Mr. Mabusela was raising in particular um, during his time and his experience at Samu. Now, the interview is not about Samu, but of course, given the line of work and his experience, he did touch on his experience at Samu um, as, as giving an example for why he's raising the kind of issues that he has been in this interview. Go for it. Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, um, whatever he's raising, um, we hear what he's raising, but our bone of contention is that he wants to drag Samu into the mud um, allegate, making allegations that are not founded anywhere. To begin with, he goes and speaks of hundreds of millions that he says were squandered in the union. That is pure lies, and as an adult as he is, he should know the truth that he should not go into a public platform like a radio to peddle such lies. The union undertook a forensic audit, and in the forensic audit, indeed, there were allegations some of the allegations were proven but that amount that he speaks of 130 million it's not there this is these are the issues or are the things that they do him and his union they go around peddling this life just to ensure that they get mm. members into their union so so, so how much so well. how much was second, it papiki just, just just a second mm. i'll come back to that mm. they know that for them to be able to succeed as a union, it is through the weakness of some, and that cannot be the case. We cannot allow such to happen. Mm. According to the forensic audit report, it was about 4.3 million, which they said, auditors said, cannot be accounted for. And I can tell you that we are at a process wherein we are rebuilding the organization. Those individuals have been criminally charged. We are in the process wherein we are recouping the money. So if he speaks of corruption, he must speak being factual and not just spread around or rather throw around figures which are not even there. Their aim is to ensure that Samu is weakened and that is the only way that they will succeed as a union. And we cannot allow them to do that, especially on a public platform like this, Kathy. All right. So I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. Mr. Mabusela? Yes, ma'am. I, I mean, is is Papiki right that you deliberately slander the name of of Samu just so that you can prop up your own organization? No, I'll never do that. I'm not a selfish person. I'll never do that, Yamana. Uh, the thing is, when we opened the case, we had all the evidence, mm. and the same was submitted, you know, for for investigation. Yamana, if he denies that. And then, why were some of them arrested at the time? Like you said, it's not about some, but it's about corruption. I'm still saying 136 million was transferred from the reserves to the operating account. And that money was stolen by the then leaders of some. So I'm talking here about facts. I'm not uh, some sucking. Mohane came in maybe yesterday or whatever, but uh, he knows uh, the truth. And that's why the union finds itself now in the portion. Because if it's four million, I mean, uh, only from Kovenberg here, I think they get about 11 million. I mean, what is four million for a national union with 150,000 members?
just hang on, Mohale, just hang now, on. Now, 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 uh, it can't, the union can't be, can't be uh, collapsed by a mere four million. So, yeah, I'm talking about uh, big money. Otherwise, if that was not the case, we wouldn't have gone, you know, to the police station and opened a case uh, so that those allegations, yes, we are making the allegations, uh, so that those allegations be investigated. All right. So the reason why we went there is because we had that proof. And I'm sure the proof is still there. Let I me, can even send it uh, to Mohale. Let me give uh, Babiki an opportunity to respond. Go for it. Sure. I, 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 I repeat, this person should not come and lie on radio. Now he's even telling us that from Gavin Beggy we receive 11 million. That's a lie. How many members does Gavin Beggy have for the union to receive 4 million? It does not even get, I mean, 11 million. It does not even get to that point. It, it, that amount, it does not. It does not even get to a million. It's way less than that. Mm. But the issue that I want to put out is that Whitecliffe and his cohorts were dismissed from the union purely because of ill-discipline. They attempted to uh, disrupt meetings of the organization. They crashed and damaged property wherein the organization or rather the union was having meetings in Deben. He knows the Deben incident. He went there, him and his people, they crashed, and then the union was supposed to be held liable for that. So the union took a, de- a decision to say that, no, we cannot have people who come and damage property where we are uh, having meetings at. Mm. On top of that, he knows very well that whatever case that he say that they laid, it is not them. It is the organization itself that went and laid the charges. It is the organization itself that went and uh, instituted a forensic audit into the affairs of the organization. So whatever case that he's speaking of, it was never registered anywhere. It was never investigated anywhere. It is only through the intervention of some, when structures of the organization said, let us go through and, and um, what is this thing? A forensic audit that we got to the point where we are now okay we're going to leave it there i think that i've given you sufficient uh, time for you to be able to respond to this unfortunately this conversation has taken on a different turn and not quite what had what one had in mind when we started the conversation and uh, i really wanted to get to the crux of um, perhaps some of the patterns that we can use to identify corruption in particular uh, in in unions and at least based on the um, based on the kind of experience that Wycliffe Mabusela would be able to to add to this conversation but Mr. Mabusela perhaps your your own remarks as we get ready to to wrap up yeah no no thank you uh, very much uh, for the opportunity uh, uh, this is not uh, a campaign uh, to gain members. Uh, I'm challenging each and every member of SAMO uh, and those who were there during my time, within SAMO, they're still there. Uh, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, when I, I'm not campaigning for Matusa. You jo- don't join. If you join Matusa, it's, at, it's, a, it's by your own choice. It's not, we're not, we're not, we're not uh, promising you promising you anything better. 
uh, except for servicing you as a member. You want to stand up for your rights and all that. But uh, we don't have money uh, to give to members. We don't have all those things. But all that we are trying to, to teach uh, to members is that the organization, the trade union, belongs to them. So they must take charge. They must know exactly what's happening in the union. They must be able to give direction. All right. Thank Yes. Mr. Mabusela, thank you so much for your time today. And he is a shop steward for the Municipal and Allied Trade Union of South Africa. Let's take a quick break. I'm back with more after this.